Thanks for checking out this recording on Lone Star Community Radio. This is Dick, the general manager of Lone Star Community Radio, and I wanted to give you a quick reminder of what's going on with us for the month of September. A new show has been added to our lineup. The Good News with Ted Cox is going to be on Tuesdays from 1 to 3 p.m. during our talk block. And also joining the talk block is going to be Mornings with Lone Star. Every weekday from 10 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star will extend their normal programming for music into talk. That's right. Starting from now on, from 8 to 11 a.m., Mornings with Lone Star. First two hours, music, talk, fun. And then from 10 to 11, more nitty-gritty talk radio for you. Also extending their time slot is going to be our favorite Saturday morning show, Grit and Grace. They're going to be extending their hours from 8 to 10 a.m. every Saturday morning for you. Also, the last reminder is we still have plenty of talk slots available for those who want to be a talk show host and also volunteer DJs for music. If you're interested in those kind of things, please let the studio know at lscrstudios at gmail.com or call the station at the message line at 936 647 3776. Thanks again for checking out Lone Star Community Radio and I hope you enjoyed the show. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Jake from Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jake LaFleur, here on Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting from the heart of downtown, beautiful Conroe, Texas. On 104.5, 106.1, and if you're joining us from around the globe on IRLoneStar.com, welcome into our little Texas home. Glad to have you with us, guys. But, oh, my station manager's freaking me out over here. He's, he's checking my computer. What am I doing wrong, Dick? Oh, oh, what is... I'm so confused. Anyways, uh, don't forget to follow the show on all the social media sites, including YouTube, Google Play, and iTunes. Just search for... The show using Jake from Sports Talk or visit IRLoneStar.com and follow the links on that website. Like, follow, and subscribe so that way if you ever miss one of the live shows on Wednesday from 1 to 2, you can catch the replay. And shout out to our uh, other shows here on Lone Star, IRLoneStar.com and here at Lone Star Community Radio. Um, and yeah, and then a little shout out to Our City TV here in uh, Conroe Broadcasting Every episode on Friday at 7 p.m., channel 12 here in Conroe if you're on Suddenlink. Uh, but if you're not on Suddenlink, check your local TV providers to find out what channel our city TV is in your home. All righty, let's get started. We've got a great show for you today. Again, it's going to be a heavy football content. We are in the smack dab middle of it, you know, so get used to it. But uh, we had an interesting conclusion of uh, week two on Monday night football. Uh, we will take a look at uh, all the 2-0 and o teams in the league, and I'll tell you if I think they are a threat or not, if they're for realsies or not. But um, And then in addition to that as well, we'll look at what we saw from this past weekend on, um, uh, from the college football world as well as uh, w- you know what's going to happen in this upcoming week. Do we have a, a audio weird? Is it coming off of my computer? Oh, it is. Oh, boy. I don't know what's playing right now. I must have a virus or something. Anyways, yeah, we'll take it uh, a look at the beatdown that LSU took in Mississippi, USC, and Texas, the better game that it was, you know, everybody was expecting, and a bunch of more of the games and everything like that. We now have three full weeks in, and um, we'll, we'll see who is uh, going to be my sneaky pick after week three to win one of the conferences and ultimately make it in to the final four. Uh, plus we have money bags, Mike back in for Mike's like segment here at uh, Jay from sports talk. Always glad to have him back in. We're going to have him in during the second segment. Excited for that. Looking to see who he's got for his picks this week. But as we start every week, let's start it off with a week in a wrap. That was a new room edition. I've been working on it this afternoon, trying to get it in there. Uh, Contact me at uh, jakefromsportstalk at gmail.com or the Facebook page, Jake from Sports Talk. That way, uh, tell me what you think about that. I I, I rather enjoyed it. Uh, Should we we listen to it one more time, Dick? I think we should go one more time. But I don't know what that music noise is. Never mind. We'll do it later. Anyways, so looking at the week in a wrap, not huge news, but we had the NHL preseason start. 
this past week, which was really, it's exciting because it means we're that much closer to the October 5th start dateline. Uh, I'm ready to start watching some hockey again. Um, no offense to baseball, but I'd rather watch hockey three times a week than baseball three times a week. So glad that's starting back up. Uh, early preseason winners are favorites there. Penguins, obviously the big ones to repeat. And uh, a lot of the people are picking uh, Oilers to be a huge, I don't want to say upset or, or underdog, come from behind sort of situation there. But, uh, you know, they're going to be good. They've got a really good young team, a really young roster that's uh, got a lot of talent on it. I found out today that my station manager did not know this. Dick is a Flyers fan. Um, I think my sister-in-law is a Flyers fan, unfortunately. A lot of Flyer fans down here in Texas now. But uh, in baseball news, the MLB has set a new record for total home runs in a single season league-wide. Alex Gordon of the Royals, plays left field for him, hit a home run last night, and that marked the league's 5,000 694th long ball of the season. They broke the previous record set back in 2000. The good thing about this is there's some excitement in the sport that they're hitting so many home runs. But the bad thing about this is you're also seeing a lot of players swing for more home runs, and that's their ultimate goal is to, you know, crush a long ball. And they're kind of abandoning the single ground ball through the gap up the middle off the pitcher's glove sort of approach. And, uh, and it's it swinging for the fences every time they come up and I, there's nothing wrong with that, but the, the problem with that, that leads to less exciting baseball in between the home runs, you get more strikeouts, which I think we've seen an increase in strikeouts, uh, highest number we've seen since probably 2012. Um, and then in addition to that, you're, you're not, you're getting, more pop outs, not, not exciting play. Uh, the, the era of small ball is starting to slowly dwindle and fade away. And I, I think we're, we're heading to a point where now it's, it's going to be, you know, go big or go home, home run or nothing, you know, all or all or nothing sort of situation there. So, which I think hurts the sport of baseball altogether. Um, but how are you going to incentivize players not to swing for home runs? How are you going to tell a player not to go hit a 500 foot, blast to right field and jack up his stats and, and uh, you know, get the crowd going and raving like that. So it, it's, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing. It's got its, it's, it's pluses and minuses, but you're not, there's nothing you can do to change it. So you might as well just get used to it. It's here to stick and stay. Um, all right. Looking over to the football situation that we've been following for the past couple, almost, I, I guess it's been a month now, but Ezekiel Elliott, uh, he, he will get, to continue to play after uh, the same district court, they granted him the injunction on his case against the NFL. They NFL went and filed for an emergency stay on that injunction. And that same judge denied the NFL's request for the emergency stay. And basically what this means now is Elliot gets to play and it'll most most likely last for the entire season. We'll see the same exact situation that we saw with Tom Brady last year where with the flake gate and he had a whole season with which he got to play waiting for the court case to be seen. It didn't get seen till the following off season. And then they ruled in favor of the NFL. And then he had to serve his four game suspension. We're going to see the same thing here. Um, the court of appeals in district, it'll be district five. The court of appeals down in new Orleans has the uh, court case in its system and it's going to go through and be treated like a normal court case. No special emphasis put on it because it's Ezekiel Elliott. No special emphasis put on it because it's the NFL. They'll get to it when they get to it. It's on the docket and it's down the line. And once they get to it, they could very well sit there and say, no, we're not going to see this case and essentially just rule the previous rulings that in favor of the NFL. And it, it could if it happens that quickly, which I doubt it will, but if it happens that quickly, then you're going to see Ezekiel probably get suspended uh, for the potentially for the playoffs, which would be you know huge. But more, m most likely, what what will happen is uh, the the court will see it, they'll take the case, they'll hear it as is, but then they'll they'll wait to do so probably until the off season where you know Ezekiel is not playing, and then he'll serve 
you know, whatever suspension the appeals court deems suitable for next, uh, for the following season, for the 2019 season or 2018, 2019 season. So uh, with that said, well, that brings us to the end of a week and a wrap here on Lone Star Community Radio and Jake from Sports Talk. Glad to have you guys in. Stick around. Don't go anywhere. We've got Mike's Likes with Money Bags. Mike's coming up next here on 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Remember to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's Community Radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on your computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. Lone Star Community Radio broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Well, I brag about him. I talk him up. I comment on how awesome he is as a guest and how much I've enjoyed him through the first two weeks of the NFL. And he, he doesn't answer my phone call. I'm so sad. Dick, what do, what do we do? I, I, don't, I don't know how to handle this situation. This is, this is the first time I've ever been stood up as a radio host. Well, you still got a full 45 minutes left, so... So I can keep rambling on. like this? Yeah, just keep going. <laughs> keep rambling? <laughs> no, uh, we're going to try to get him back for one of the later uh, last two segments. But the show must go on. We must move on without uh, money bags, Mike, and hopefully we'll get Mike's likes in during the th- third or fourth segment today. If not, I don't know what we'll do. We'll figure something out. We're creative and inventive here on Jake from Sports Talk here at Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1. And worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Okay, looking at the college football world, week three just finished up this past weekend. And I think we actually have a start date for, um, oh, do we have him? Okay. All right. I think we might have Mike. Mikey. Mikey, can you hear me? No, we can't hear Mikey. Technical difficulties all over the studio. Mikey, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, what's up, Mikey? Hey, how you doing? Doing well, bud. How about you? Pretty good. So what, what are you doing right now? You sound a little out of breath. Are you running? Yeah, I, you know, I just run two miles before I, uh, before I want to come in and make my picks, you know? Okay. Well, glad to have you <laughs> on. We're, we're live right now, man. And uh, we're going we're gonna to hop right into this. So um, how was your run at first? Off? It was good, you know. It was good. Uh, ran, uh, ran two miles. In uh, in less than twenty minutes, that's usually my goal. So I'm so, feeling good about it. <laughs> less than twenty minutes. So, what, what are you training for a race or something? No, you just got to stay in shape sometimes. Yeah, it's a great way to stay in shape. All right, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, hey, let's hop right into your picks. Out of breath, Mikey here to tell us his NFL winners from this upcoming week. Uh, starting with the big one, uh, my big one, and I think this is going to be uh, the big winner from the weekend is the Broncos over the Bills. Yeah. So. I looked at this matchup, and I obviously we look at the Cowboys Broncos matchup from last week. Um, you know, I thought the Cowboys were going to go into Denver and take care of business, and they did not look up to snuff. You know, uh, Zeke Elliott's getting a lot of uh, flack for not really trying his hardest. The Broncos defense looks like they're taking care of business. Um, the Bills have always had a good defense, but they're really not playing very well. I mean, they, they're one and one, but they beat the Jets week one. I think a three point spread for the Broncos is very low. Um, I think the Broncos go in, they take care of business by uh, double digits for sure. Yeah, I agree with you there. And I don't think the Bills have, um, I, don't, I don't think they have the offense to put up, I, I would say, more than 10 points. I'd be shocked if they get more than seven. So, Right, right. Um, and, and Trevor Simeon actually has looked very good as a starting quarterback. I, I wasn't sure how he was going to come out, but he's been one of the top 10 quarterbacks the first two weeks. So he's been playing well. Yeah, and uh, that, that running game there uh, with Jamal, I think that really helps him out uh not just confidence wise, but, you know, play action, rolling off of it, getting him out of the pocket and on the run too. And, you know, creating different release points for him. I think that really helps him as a quarterback altogether. Yep. Yep. Totally. All right. So Mikey, what's going on with my, my struggling giants, man. They they look pitiful, pitiful. <laughs> I was really hoping that it was just a, a week one, uh, you know, just without Odell and 
just week one just wasn't putting it together. But week two did not really look much better for them. And they were at home. Um, they really just didn't show up in that game, especially the offense. No. Eli is starting to get some flack. In-house, they're starting to blame each other. Um, so, you know, the beginning of stages of, of turmoil in New York is already starting. Um, they're obviously going to a division game. They're going in Philly. Uh, Eagles have played well. They played the Chiefs team pretty close all the way to the end. Yeah. Um, and their defense is looking pretty strong. Um, you know, I, I want to say the Giants could win, right? The Eagles won if they have any shot of a division or playoff chances. But I think still think Philadelphia takes care of business at home and Eli still struggles against an Eagles defense that's playing really well. Well, yeah, and at six and a half, I, I think uh, I, I, the Giants have scored, what, a total of, of like 13 points through the first two games? Yeah. So I'll be shocked if they you get know, over six I, and a half as well. Exactly. Like, I think, you know, because it's a division game, I would assume it's going to be close for most of it. If it was a seven and a half or eight point spread, I would probably favor the Giants, but I think the Eagles will win by at least more than more than a touchdown. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, another struggling team as far as the offense not being able to get much going right now is the Seahawks. And the Seahawks are hosting the Titans this, this week, right? Yes. So, actually, no, the no, the Seahawks are going to oh, Tennessee. Oh, so they're playing at Tennessee. Okay. They are. They are. Um, so, yeah, the, the Seahawks obviously are 2-0. and And if you look from the outside in, it's like, all right, cool, the Seahawks are 2-0. and But... Uh, so actually, no, they're one and one. Sorry, they lost to the Packers week one. Yeah, they lost back. They played the 49ers. Yeah, they played the 49ers last week, and that game was way closer uh, than it should have been. Both offenses could not move the ball, and the Seahawks scored their first touchdown last week in the fourth quarter of the entire season. So um, it makes me nervous, right? The Tennessee Titans looked very good last week. Um, they're starting to put the offense together. The defense is playing well, and if the Seahawks can't score at home against the 49ers, I don't really know who they can score on. So, um, you know, I think the Titans actually, they're only, they're a two and a half point favorite. I think the Titans might actually even win by 10 or 10 or more. I think it's actually going to be a, not as close of a game. Well, I, I, I think that the Titans are getting not the respect that they do, you know, and I, I really think now that we've seen two full weeks of play and I know it's still early, I, I want to see a full four weeks before I, I jump to any major conclusions, but I think Tennessee has the best chance to win that division over Jacksonville just because I don't think Jacksonville is going to be able to put something consistently together every week. And we've seen what the Texans and what the Colts are. So I, I, I think Tennessee's got the best chance at this time to, you know, as an early, early pick to, to win that division. So I think they're a better team than what they're getting credit for. Yeah, I totally agree. And, you know, I would, I would pay money to be in that division. Oh yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a really struggling division. The Titans can probably win eight games and still win that division. Uh, but they are definitely a much improved team. And I think they'll still win nine or 10 games and win the division by, by two or three games at least. So the two and O chiefs uh, go to the O and two chargers, but they're only getting three. Why is that? To be honest, I don't know. <laughs> I think, I think sometimes because, uh, the Chargers are home. They they always like to give home teams uh, more points. You know, being at home is definitely an advantage, and that definitely decreases the spreads. But I've seen nothing from the Chargers yet. You know, they they lost a close game to the Dolphins, but I don't think the Dolphins are that uh, that incredible either with Jay Cutler. So yeah, um, you know, I think the Chargers haven't really proved much to me yet that they can take care of business, and the Chiefs look. You know, pretty much as as unstoppable as as I can see a team. I think they're the best team in the league, um, and I think the Chiefs go into uh, the Chargers and and take care of business for sure. So you think the Chiefs are better than the Broncos at this moment? I they obviously are division uh, division rivals, so they're going to play each other. I can't wait to see that game. I think if I was to pick, I would pick the Chiefs, um, but I think it's it's going to be very close between those two. And then obviously the Raiders are in that division too, so it's going to be that's going to be a fun that's going to be a fun division. And it'll, yeah, it'll, it'll sure. be interesting to see how much they beat each other up uh, throughout the year. So, uh, and Yeah, we haven't seen a game yet between those three, so I'm, I'm interested to see a lot of games the rest of the season. Yeah, and so speaking of those Raiders, uh, they go over to Washington. They're on the road. Uh, they're a three-and-a-half favorite. Uh, who do you like here in this one? Uh, I like the Raiders. We were just talking about them and, and that division. I think, again, it's a road team, and um, you would think the Raiders would be favored by more. Um, but... And then being on the road in Washington, it's always hard to play on the road. But the Redskins, um, you know, they struggled against the Eagles last week. They kind of pulled it out with the Rams. And the Rams are an improved team, but 
the Redskins, if they're going to be a playoff team, they should be they should be taking care of the Rams uh, a lot easier than they did last week. And their defense looked a little a little leaky against Jared Goff. Yeah. Still, still trying to figure things out. So uh, the Raiders looked amazing last week. Obviously, they were playing the Jets, so that's not not much to say. But um, their offense looks really good, and I think they're going to go in there and score thirty plus points. I don't think Kirk Cousins will be able to keep pace. I think a high-scoring game, but I see the Raiders winning like 35 to 21 or, or something in that range. Yeah, um, so and I know uh, that we didn't discuss this prior to the show, but I've I, I got to give your uh, your Buccaneers some, some props here. Missing week one, but coming out with an explosion against Chicago this past week and looked really good, uh, very impressive team. And now they uh, they go to Minnesota to play at Viking, to play the Vikings at home. And that's a pick 'em game. So uh, is, yeah. there, is there a way you're leaning in that one? I know you've got your heart pick and and with the Bucks, but what's of your course. mind saying? Um, so obviously, thank you, and I'm I'm very <laughs> excited about the way they played. It is obviously a home game against the Chicago Bears, right? So I'm not going to go chanting Super Bowl, right? It's we're playing a bad team, we're playing at home, so I'll, I'll take a big win, but let's see them play a couple of good teams first before I start getting too excited. Um, I was actually looking for this game and I couldn't necessarily find a spread. I'm imagining the spread is very, very close to even, um, but we're still looking at Sam uh, Bradford didn't play last week and he's still like kind of pending with a knee injury. Him starting is a total factor on whether or not, um, you know, how close this game is going to be. I think if, um, he doesn't start. I think the Buccaneers can win this game by a good amount. I think their defense tore apart Mike Lennon and mm-hmm. they'll take apart Case Keenum if they get the chance. Um, but if Sam Bradford is in, I think it's going to be a very close, very low scoring game, you know, 17, 16, 17, 13 type of game. Um, but I like to think that the Bucks can go into Minnesota and win a game, even if Sam Bradford is there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, the, I'm seeing even right here and I, I'm, I've got to assume that it's that way just because they're assuming Bradford's going to play, but if Bradford's yeah. at hundred percent and you get some pressure on him, he's not going to be mobile right now. And I think you, yeah, can, and, I think you can do some damage on him. Yeah. And he's be, he's obviously had his, his injury problems in the past. So if we can take him down, take him down a couple of times, um, you know, he might come up limping, but uh, I hope for the best. Um, you know, and actually, you know, the week after this one, we're going to go ahead and play your New York Giants. So yeah, well, we'll see how that ho- one hopefully, goes. hopefully we'll have something together by then. An offensive line, yeah, a, a, a left tackle. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we don't go three and zero versus zero and three. That would be bad. Right. Right. <laughs> All right, Mikey. Hey, are you going to, uh, any, any, uh, half marathons or marathons in your near future? You know, we're working up towards that. Maybe next week when I call in, I'll, I'll get up to three or four miles, but I'll, yeah. I'll keep you posted for sure. Hey, I know a good personal trainer. You can uh, contact. Uh, all right mr mikey you have a good one all right appreciate it jake thanks for having me on all right later bud all right that was mike's likes with mr with mr moneybag mikes and uh there we go got my mic back there mike's likes with mr moneybag mikes here on lone star community radio and jake from sports talk always glad to have him in talking some football talk we're going to take our uh, bottom of the hour break here. And uh, when we come back, we'll hop into some college football talk, looking at the week that we just saw and the week ahead. But don't go anywhere here on 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Our talk shows and music shows are looking for sponsors. Want to expand your brand awareness? Reach the hyper-local audience in Montgomery County? Lone Star Community Radio sponsorships accomplish this. Want to see our stats and rates? Check out ourlonestar.com sponsor for more information. Or call in and leave us a message at 936-647-3776 with your questions. Get seen on TV, YouTube, and heard on our podcast, FM, and internet radio. Support your local radio station with Lone Star Community Radio. Came in in there a different section of the song than normal. I like that. That was neat. That was neat. Welcome back, guys. You are listening to Jake from Sports Talk here on Lone Star Community Radio 104.5, 106.1, and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Hey, if you missed uh, Mike's Like segments with Mr. Moneybag Mike here on Lone Star Community Radio and Jake from Sports Talk, you can always go back and catch the replay of the show on iTunes or Google Play. Download the app for Lone Star Community Radio. Search for the podcast. 
or you can watch it all on YouTube. All you have to do is search at Jake from Sports Talk, or you can look up on Lone Star Community Radio or IRLoneStar.com and find all the necessary links. That way you can catch up on the replay, hear who Mike likes this uh, this upcoming week in the NFL. And if you ever miss a show, you can subscribe to all of those same uh, places and the same uh, outlets, whatever, mass communication places, uh, multi-platform places, all those sort of things. And uh, that way you can subscribe, get a ding every time we place a new post. This show will be up uh, this upcoming uh, evening time. And as soon as it gets posted, you'll get a ding on your phone. You will never have to miss a show ever again. Hear, uh, hear my voice whenever you want. Soothing, sensual sounds of Jake LaFleur here on Jake from Sports Talk. All right, as I promised, we're going to get into some college football. And uh, we're going to start with the weekend that we just experienced. We just witnessed. It was a lot of interesting uh, sort of results. And I'm going to I'm gonna get my, my big one off my chest first to start off. And that is LSU went into Starksville, into Stark Vegas is what they call it down there. And got their butts whooped by Mississippi State, 37-7. to 7. LSU did not show up to play at all. And through the first three weeks, they're in the top 10 of one of the most penalized teams in all of college football. And they just, they look undisciplined. They look young, immature on the defensive side of the ball. Not just from a penalty standpoint, discipline-wise, but... They're just blown coverages, completely missing things. And, you know, things got out of hand about midway through the third. You could see that team quit. And it was it was like watching the Tigers of old with, you know, Les Miles still at the helm. And we paid to have uh, Matt Canada come in and and do what he's supposed to do on the defensive side, or sorry, on the offensive side of the ball. We haven't seen the offense get there. We haven't seen Geis been able to get there. Uh, we've got receivers dropping balls left and right. And and that's, that's one of the staples of – of LSU football is having those receivers and, and not having the quarterback. But I, you know, I got to give, I got to give the QB play props this year in comparison to what we've seen in the past. And I got to, you know, rag down on the, uh, on the receivers. It it was, it was a pitiful performance all or all around. And, um, but not to take anything away from Mississippi state. Now Mississippi state looked like a good football team, looked like a real, real strong football team. And uh, they've got a big test coming up this upcoming week, and we'll get into that uh, here in a minute. But uh, they jumped up to uh, number 15 in the country, and uh, that was uh, a big jump for them. LSU dropped from 15 to 25. Uh, I, I think that's an incorrect ranking, and I think they're just there at 25 because they are LSU. I don't think they should be ranked. Not what we've seen through the first three weeks. It. it an unexcusable loss for them. Uh, another big game that we saw that uh, was highlighted, or sorry, that was not highlighted, uh, but was also a big upset. Number 19 at the time, Stanford uh, hosted San Diego State. They had a blackout in the third quarter. All the lights went out in the stadium. It was a, a spectacle and a half. They had to delay the game for over an hour. Uh, they came back and they finished. San Diego State ended up upsetting them 20-17, uh, to 17. It was a fun game to watch, sloppy play, but it was fun just because it was close. And Stanford, the the farm is is weak right now, unfortunately. And um, it was, you know, I like Stanford and I like their their motto and their mindset and the, what they bring from an integrity standpoint to the football field. And to see them have a down year, uh, it, it's hard to watch. You know, I, I really enjoy the Andrew Luck years. I think really started that as far as of recent play. So that, that's really tough to watch there as well. And, and the, you know, the pounding they took last week from uh, USC was, was tough. So that Stanford uh, drops out from 19 out of the top 25. And, um, and I think that actually hurts USC in the long play for potential uh, playoff standards down the line. And it, with Stanford not being, you know, the powerhouse that they normally are, that doesn't look as strong of a win or as good of a win on the resume of USC. Plus, USC at home in the Coliseum has to go double overtime against UT, 
against the University of Texas. And I know there's some Longhorn fans here saying, finally, we saw some promise. Finally, we saw the Texas team that we were expecting to see. This Texas team showed up to play on, I think it was the 12-year anniversary, or no, the 11-year anniversary of the uh, Texas USC great Cotton Bowl out there in L.A., Texas winning late seconds to win the national championship. Awesome game to watch then. And it, it, I, I, you saw some pride come back in this uh, for the Texas team. And, and for Coach Herman, this is the first game that he's lost as an underdog in his entire you know, tenure as, as a head football coach at the college level. Every time he's an underdog, he has won. And this is the first time that he has not won in uh, one of those games. And it was a close 27-24. It took, like I said, two overtimes. That was an awesome game to watch. I think it drives home the fact that USC is not one of those for real teams that, that has, you know, a chance to make it into, um, into the final four. I think you're going to see every team in the pac 12 with at least one loss, including USC. Um, and, uh, and as far as Longhorns, yeah, it's a positive outlook. It looks great for, for, for the Austin team there. And, and I, I just, you know, Hey, you got to give the process some time, you know I mean? I know they looked pitiful, week one against uh against Maryland but you know don't be so quick to judge let let Herman get get his process going get his team get his players put together in the way he wants them together and, and get the right disciplinary system in place and uh and if you give him the time if you give him that full four years of his contract I guarantee you you'll be you know more than satisfied with the uh, end result at, at the end of the four years uh an, another awesome game we saw was the Tennessee Florida game? You, you were just so confident that this thing was going into overtime. It was a real gritty battle, uh, twenty to twenty. Eight seconds left on the clock. Florida's quarterback rolls out of the pocket, just looking to make any sort of magic happen. Chunks it down in the end zone, completes a, a sixty-two yard pass for a touchdown. As time expires on the clock, it was a really fun, fun game to watch, and I like I like that two thirty game that uh, CBS does and they highlight the game of the week and they, and they do the, the two thirty game. And then right after that, you got the, the good night game as well on ESPN or, or ABC, whoever's going to carry that, that, the, you know, marquee night game. Um, Tennessee and Florida are not winning the, uh, the, the East out of the SEC. That's what I determined here. And I, I know I've said that the last two weeks, but this proves it. Neither of these teams had the offense, I think, to to beat Georgia's defense, and neither of these teams had the defense, I think, to stop the running game of Georgia's offense. I think, and Georgia's got that big test of coming this weekend against Mississippi State, and I, you know, I really, really think that Mississippi State can take Georgia this weekend if they play as flawlessly as they did this past weekend against LSU. That defense for Mississippi State looked really good, and that offense was dynamic. It was fast. It was it. it I felt like I was watching a new offense every quarter, and and I got to commend them there on the the quality of play they put they put on the field. And I think I, I don't want to call it an upset, but you know Georgia is expected to win this game, but I think Georgia could get upset at home against Mississippi State. So that'll be a fun watch. Uh, a, Better game that, or it was a worse game than I thought I was going to see. I thought it was going to be a better game. Clemson, Louisville. Everybody thought Louisville at home. Lamar Jackson is just going to tear him up. I mean, Lamar still put up 300 plus yards of offense on this Clemson's defense, but they were held to only 21 points. Uh, Louisville made some big mistakes at some key moments, turnovers, penalties, or ended up what ultimately costing you know costed them in this game, and. Um, Clemson looks like the probably the most complete team right now that has played somebody. And I say that as a teaser to who I think is going to be the surprise team of the year and that I think has a legitimate chance to making the Final Four. But Clemson right now has played two testers, one at home and one on the road against Auburn and then against uh, Louisville. The Auburn game is big just because that's out of conference for Clemson. The Louisville game, they've got to play Louisville, but they did it on the road. So that's big as well. Clemson 
in my eyes at this moment, and the reason why I hate preseason ratings is because they've got Alabama up there just because they were ranked number one and they didn't do anything to lose number one. They shouldn't, they shouldn't have any rankings until after week four. Let's see a full quarter or a full third of the season. Let's see what they have to offer at that point. And then we can start saying, hey, we've played a full month of football. Now let's go and, and start doing the rankings. We know who's actually for real. And we know who had the fluke win or the fluke loss, whatever the case may be. And then you do the appropriate rankings because Clemson should be ranked again ahead of Alabama. Now, does it really matter? One plays four, two plays three. They're, they're both going to make it into the playoffs. But nonetheless, I think Clemson is a better team from what we've seen, you know, than uh, compared to Alabama. So um, at the moment, I've got Clemson one, Ohio, or sorry, not Ohio State, Alabama two, and my number three team, and the team I think has a real chance of making it into the final four this year, Mr. Penn State. Penn State looked now, they haven't played anybody for real yet. They have no challenge, no test on their resume. Alabama at least played Florida State, and that's why I put Alabama ahead of Penn State. But I think Penn State's the number three team in the country right now, and they're not getting the love on the national stage and the national level. They've played two dog teams so far, and they've got their first conference test this upcoming week against Iowa. We'll, we'll see. Iowa's not that good of a program, not that good of a team, but um, – you know, Penn State, I think, has the ability to beat Michigan, Michigan State, and Ohio State. All three of those are the big test dogs. And, oh, wow, and Wisconsin as well. You can't, you can't discount Wisconsin. And Nebraska's never an easy, you know, easy win, although Nebraska had a tough loss this past weekend. So Nebraska, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan State, and Michigan. Those five teams are big wins for a program. And if Penn State can do run that gauntlet against all, all five of those teams and come out undefeated. I think they're the number three, number three seed. And I think they're in the final four over a USC. I think they, you know, I think USC is going to end up with one loss, but let's say USC ends up going undefeated. I still think Penn state gets in ahead of them because the level of competition that Penn state has played in their conference and what they've done so far in comparison to what, what USC is going to have to do for a season the, the Pac-12 isn't strong enough right now. And you're seeing that with Stanford down. Yeah, they've got Washington, but guess what? They don't have to play Washington until the until the championship because the Pac-12 is divided. And this year it just fell that they don't play Washington and they don't play Washington State either. So both of those two ranked programs aren't going to have to play the USC until the, until the championship game. And I think that those one of those two programs, if not both, could beat USC. But Washington and Washington State are going to end up having to play the last regular season game of the year. They're going to have to take each other out. Whoever's the winner, that goes on to basically, at this point, play USC for the Pac-12 championship. And then I think USC gets their loss there. I think Penn State wins out, and they get in. Number four, got to go with Oklahoma right now. Oklahoma looks like a really good team uh, with that big win up at Ohio State getting payback for last year. They have no challenge. They play Baylor this upcoming weekend. Baylor's 0-3, losing to UTSA. Oh, to three nobodies. It was, um, poor them, poor them. It was tough. So Oklahoma will roll through Baylor, no problem. And um, I think that's your, at this moment, that's the, the final four right there. You're not going to have two from one conference and your conference getting left out is your Pac-12. One, Clemson. Two, Alabama. Three, Penn State, four, Ohio State. So looking at the games up ahead real quick, we got T this is the first real slow weekend of the NC uh of the NCAA football weekend. Uh TCU and Oklahoma State uh, are gonna play. That'll be a you know a fun game to watch. It'll be a lot of offense, no defense, typical, you know, Big Twelve. Uh, it'll be the first test for Oklahoma State too. So that'll be the the interesting thing to see. And then Mississippi State and Georgia. That'll be the number one game this weekend. And that'll be the one everybody's, you know, trying to watch. So, uh, but when we come back, we're going to our final break and come back with our final segment. We're going to talk NFL. When we come back, we're going to discuss which 2-0 teams are for reals or not. So stay tuned here on 104.5, 106.1, or worldwide on IRLoneStar.com.
Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Welcome back to Jake from Sports Talk. I'm your host, Jake LaFleur. And, uh, you know, I, I ended that last saying, uh, which 2-0 teams in the NFL are full reels, yo? And uh, my station manager and my engineer, Dick Chisler, looked at me like I was a, a loser and a half for saying full reels. Full reels, yo. Full show. All right. Yes, you are listening to the circus of a sports talk show. It's a fun radio. It's silly goofy and i don't take myself too seriously so if you want me to be yelling at somebody about uh, ezekiel elliott's effort issues on sunday and whether or not he truly tried his hardest i don't care look it was an interception going the opposite way he was frustrated because he was getting his butt whooped by that defensive line and to be honest he hasn't had his butt whooped since he got in the nfl so cut the guy some slack man i mean I, I, come on. First of all, if you took the pounding that he took that day, you think an interception in the third quarter, you're going to be running down and, and chasing after? No, absolutely not. You're going to be walking off the field with tears coming out of your eyes because you're a pansy. No, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, no, it's not that kind of sports talk show. I I'm, I don't care enough to to discuss the, you know, little nuances of it like that because it's so petty and it's so ridiculous. And And you can get that sort of sports talk anywhere. Here, we talk about fun stuff, like which 2-0 NFL team is for reals, yo. And uh, we're going to start it off with the Ravens and the Steelers. Coming out of the same conference, Ravens 2-0, Steelers 2-0. Who do I like and who do I think is for reals and not for reals? Well, that defense for the Ravens has played really, really well uh, up to this point, and I believe it is uh, next weekend we see the uh, first matchup between the two teams. Yes, it is next weekend. It is the noon game on CBS, which is terrible because that means we're not going to get to watch it because we'll be blacked out by the Texans, most likely, which I know I know we're in Texas and we should want to watch that, but it means I got to go to a bar so I can watch both at the same time because I want to watch both. But, uh, yeah, that matchup between the two of them, usually I would pick uh, – I, normally, I, I pick defense to win those those matchups, and uh, and so right now, with you know a, a whole week and a half to go before we see their matchup, I'm gonna pick the Ravens as the for reals out of that conference, just because I, the defense trumps offense in my book nine out of ten times. So at this moment, until we see them go head to head, I'm picking the Ravens. Now, Pan- Panthers two and zero, making a little resurgence. Falcons. 2-0 out of those two teams. Which ones are for reals? Easy. Hand down. Hands down. Falcons. They looked so good this last weekend against uh, Green Bay in a rematch of last year's uh, conference championship game. And I, the Falcons, I'm telling you, when that offense clicks, they're good. I mean, they're real good. And their head coach is a defensive-minded coach, and their defense is good. I mean, their defense is, is really good. But when that offense clicks, man, it's like watching a uh, an artist just go, you know, go to town on a blank canvas. It's great. I, I mean, I, I I love, I genuinely love watching that offense operate uh, with all their skill players. So, um, yeah, Panthers. I, I don't trust them. I don't trust their offense. I don't trust their uh, their coordinator and what they do with Cam Newton. I don't trust that Cam Newton's going to be healthy. I, I think we're going to continue to see him get hurt every year. It's just it's the the tendency of a mobile quarterback, and I know he's a larger mobile quarterback, but it's the tendency of a mobile quarterback. And until I can see that, you know, he's been healthy up to this point, but that first injury, that's it's like a spark in a fire, you know, and it, and it it just lights and it burns and then it gets bigger and it gets bigger and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger until his whole leg just explodes off. I hope that doesn't happen, but you know, who knows. <laughs> um, so I got I got the Falcons out of that. 
uh, Lions are the only ones coming out of the uh, other. There's no other head-to-heads, which, well, there is. There's one. We'll get to it next because I want to talk about that whole division altogether. But um, the Lions are the other 2-0 team. Um, the way their offense has looked so far is, is much improved from last year. And I um, I really think that, you know, it, it could be okay. My question is, is when they face a really good offense, because they did not face a good offense Monday night against the Giants, when they face a good offense, are they going to be able to, you know, stop them as because look, they struggled that first half against Arizona week one and Arizona put up some points and then they made some adjustments. And I think you saw them get to Carson Palmer a little more and at his fragile age of, I think he's 39 now, 38, um, you know, that he, he couldn't do anything to stop. Him. And then they went against the Giants offense, which is non-existent. You could put 10 dummies or 11 dummies, uh, you know, often offensive blocking bags out there and, uh, yeah, they wouldn't. They they would do a better job than than the uh, actual New York offense. So, uh, I'm not going to commit on them. I'm going to say they're not for reals, yo. Not for reals. Uh, now we're going to get into the, our last conference uh, with the last set of two and O teams: Broncos, Raiders, and Chiefs. All two and O. And we talked with Mikey earlier. We discussed uh, two of the or three of those teams with the Chiefs and the Chargers playing each other this upcoming weekend and the Raiders uh, going up to the Washington uh, Redskins. And um, out of all those teams, it is so hard to pick who is for reals, yo, because the Broncos' defense shutting down what has looked like for now a year, for, for 18 weeks, essentially, an unstoppable Cowboys offense and you had to beat them on your offensive side of the ball and you had to beat their defense to in order to win. We've seen the Raiders offensively look very efficient and defensively, even though despite the age they have on the defensive side of the ball, still be able to, to keep up with, you know, a fast paced offense and a, and a mobile quarterback like Marcus Mariota in week one, you know? So the chiefs demolishing, you know, the, the New England Patriots week one winning out a, a smash mouth game this past week against the Eagles look like, and Mikey, Mikey said himself, he thinks, you know, that's the most complete team in the NFL. The defense wins in my book. I've got to go with the Broncos and the Broncos defense just because to shut down the Cowboys offense, like they did. I mean, they, they, they made Ezekiel look, like a third string back out of Wichita state. I was thoroughly impressed. So out of all those teams, I got to go Broncos. Number one, I got to go chiefs. Number two and Raiders. Number three. Now this is early, early predictions. We're talking two and O before the season started. I had the Raiders winning the division. I didn't think the Broncos offense was going to be as good as it was. And it had play as well as it has through two weeks. And I didn't think that defense was going to be as as dominant as it was in the past two years. I didn't see the Chiefs playing this well at all. I didn't see this Alex Smith coming out because we've never seen this Alex Smith. So this is this is going to be a really close race between all three all three years. Or sorry, all three matchups throughout the entire season. I think you could very well see all of them go one and one in the head to head matchups. Um, and and ultimately, if they do that and the Chargers get a few bounces their way, they could be right in the mix too. That's going to be a very fun division to watch this year as the season goes on. Briefly mentioned the uh, uh, Patriots there. Texans fans, I know you got to win. you got to win. I'm so proud of you. Yay, you got to win last Thursday. I can't talk. I'm, I'm a Giants fan. We're 0-2 and we look worse than y'all which is not saying much, but it's saying something at least. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was a, a win, and that's about as much as you can say. It was not pretty. They didn't play their best football. The defense still had some holes in the secondary. They've, uh, they've looked at to make uh, you know a couple of signings this past week to shore up that secondary a little bit, but um, not the... 
not the best performance on the Texans side of the ball. And now you have to go to New England. Guys, it's not going to be pretty. Historically, the Texans don't play well against New England. Something about that outdoor stadium up there at Gillette I, and, and the combination of of that offense and how they run. Now, the only thing going in the Texans' favor right now is how beat up the Patriots' offense is. And Gronk looks like he might have a groin injury. I, I think they've got one healthy, like 80% healthy receiver on the roster. But then again, the Texans have no tight ends on their roster right now because they're all hurt. Uh, I've never seen so many offensive linemen, you know, on one field in last than in last Thursday's game. But they're at least coming off of an extended week. I don't think it'll be a a, a blowout blowout. I don't think it's going to be a forty-five to seven kind of a game. But I think you're going to see a, a twenty-four to fourteen or twenty-one to thirteen sort of game. And I think New England's going to going to take the, the victory on that one. So, all right, guys. That's going to do it. We're about to hit the 55 marker. My station manager, Dick, is, you know, kicking me out of the studio right now. So uh, tune in again next week. I'm live every Wednesday from 1 to 2 here on Lone Star Community Radio. Or if you're in the greater Conroe area, Montgomery County area, 104.5 and 106.1. Don't forget to tune in live. And if you miss it, subscribe to all the so, all the show's social media web pages at Jake from Sports Talk. Like, subscribe, and follow so that way you never have to miss an episode of me. All right, guys, till next week. Later! A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world.